In this episode of the Christian Home and Family Podcast, I'm going to give you step-by-step instructions on how you can destroy the ones you love. It's a lot easier than you think. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Dragon Slayer Beginnings, book one in my Christian fantasy series. The reviews I'm receiving on this book have been so encouraging. Believe it or not, people are saying that this work of fiction is changing their lives. You can get your own copy at dragonslayerbook.com. Now, on with the podcast. Okay, I agree. The title of this episode is a bit weird. I mean, who really wants to destroy the people they love? But the sad fact is that all of us do things, say things, and neglect things that wind up being hurtful to the people that we love most, our families. And the way that I see people destroy their loved ones more than anything else is not what you might expect. It's not through physical violence. It's not by neglect. It's not by harmful teaching or education. It's with words. When I was a kid, there was a taunt that we said to each other in an attempt to console ourselves whenever harsh words came our way. We'd say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names can never hurt me. It was then, and it still is today, a lie. Words can do at least as much lasting damage as any stick or stone. I still remember hurtful, untrue, vengeful things that people have said to me. Even trivial things come to mind sometimes, and it gives me reasons to doubt myself, become discouraged, and and want to give up. I'm sure that you have some similar experiences. Words are powerful, powerful tools for both good and evil. The Bible says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. That's Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life, those are two extremes, two different points on one continuum. One is what we all want, and the other is what we all fear. And words have the power to produce both. So here's a point I want you to ponder as a spouse and as a parent. First of all, do you realize that your words have that kind of power? Do you recognize that your spouse and your children can be given life by your words? Or that they can be destroyed by your words? That's a lot of power, for good or for evil. Let me ask you a follow-up question. What kind of effect are your words having? Would the people in your home, your kids, and your spouse say that the typical words that come out of your mouth are life-giving? Or would they say that what typically comes out of you is destructive? Are the kinds of words that you use encouraging, affirming, and equipping? Or are they typically critical, negative, and pessimistic? Take a look at yourself right now. Look at the relationships in your life. And please understand, I'm not pushing this so hard because I want you to feel bad about yourself. I'm pushing it because every one of us is prone to self-deception. We don't see ourselves realistically. We don't really see how we truly affect others. And I want you right now through the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to step outside the bubble of self-deception and see yourself clearly. Now, there's two reasons I'm encouraging you toward this kind of clarity about yourself. Number one, you'll be able to see yourself realistically so that you can go to God in true sorrow over what you've done and what you've become. I know that's a pretty heavy thing to say, but I say it that way for a reason. The Apostle Paul said it that way. He said, godly grief produces repentance 
that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. Sorrow or grief over what you've done and who you've become is the first step toward change. It's where you've truly come to grips with your own sin and the damage that it's caused. Once you're in that place, you're ready to go on to the next step. You'll be able to go to God in repentance. Godly repentance is where you take your sorrow to God and you ask for forgiveness and the power to change. It's where God takes your broken and contrite heart and begins a work, a work of His miracle transformation in you. So here's the real question, the application of all this. How do you find out the effect that your words are having so that you can make changes? I only know of one way. You have to ask the people who are most affected by your words. You've got to be brave enough to ask your family members for their honest, nothing-held-back assessment of your words. Now, if you do that, and if they're honest, you're going to see a real picture of how your words are impacting them. And when you do that, make sure that you respond well. I mean, you asked for the honest assessment, and they were brave enough to give it. So make sure you use it to truly move toward godly sorrow and actual repentance. Use their loving criticisms to move toward becoming a source of life for them rather than a source of death. If you'd like to engage with me personally, directly about this topic, please feel free to do so in the comments below the post that you find at christianhomeandfamily.com slash 78. The Christian Home and Family Ministry is aimed at helping you develop a legacy of faith in your family that lasts for generations. If I can help you toward that end in any way, please contact me at christianhomeandfamily.com slash contact. I also invite you to join Christian Home and Family at our Facebook community. That's at facebook.com slash christianhomeandfamily. Finally, if you'd like to take a few minutes to help spread the word about Christian Home and Family, I believe that would be such a blessing to the kingdom of God. You can do that by going to christianhomeandfamily.com slash spread the word where you can find all the ways that you can help us spread the news. Music